welcome to Interrevolutionary Radio with your host, Helen Hillix, and today's co-host, James Maynard. Today's topic, how to bathe in joy and why. Let's ask Granny Rocks. Can we stay positive in a world full of turmoil and pain? Can we remain calm in such challenging times? Hell yes, says Granny Rocks, formerly known as Beth Green, or at least she tries, and so must we. Why? Granny Rocks will answer that question through a new Granny Rocks experience called Bathe in Joy. She'll be offering it in San Diego via video conference on September 9th, 10 to noon. You can attend in person in San Diego or via the net anywhere. And as always, the event will combine her original music, commentary, and humor. It will also include the song Bathe in Joy, one of her most fun tracks off her latest album, Rumblings of Revolution. But first, she'll drop by our show to talk about staying courageous and positive. And we'll be playing some of her inspirational songs we haven't shared before. We'll also be asking Granny if she really bathes in joy, and if so, how does a 72-year-old chronically ill, semi-invalid, do it? So stay tuned, and let's see if we can bathe in joy, too. Thank you, James. I, I love that. I just love the feel of it. I read it over and over before the show just to get in the right mood to bathe in joy with Granny Rocks. <laughs> and, yeah. sweet, and sweet baby James. Yay. We didn't, you didn't announce yourself as sweet baby James, so I'm going to just say that sweet baby James does the pre-show um, what's it called, James? The Open, opening act. Opening yeah. act. Thank yeah. you. The opening <laughs> act. Sweet baby James does an opening act, playing his flugelhorn and trumpet, or just the flugel. A uh, flugel or trumpet and singing. Uh, and singing, original. absolutely, singing yeah. original music and and favorites. So, we <laughs> welcome Sweet Baby James as our co-host, and we want to really welcome. Our star for today, Granny ah! Rocks. Oh my God, I get to be a star for a day. You Isn't do, just for, a, for an hour. You get to be a star for an, star hour. For an hour. Yes, yes, and I, and I, probably most of you out there have did never see, saw Queen for a day, but the, you know it's always some poor downtrodden woman who gets all these things that day, and you, you know the more terrible your story, the more likely you were to be picked. So uh, does a, that You've got mean- a refrigerator and a washing machine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so she could continue her queenly. Exactly, her queenly <laughs> activities. Yes. So, so I guess that must mean I'm pretty downtrodden if I get to be a star for a day. to be the star for the day. Uh, well, you know, that's what the whole show's about, isn't it? That yeah. no matter if you're downtrodden, even the humblest can rise. I mean, that's the energy of Granny Rocks On and the album of Rumblings of Revolution. And that's the energy that we want to emphasize and energize on this show today. So... Let's talk a little bit, Beth, to start with. I mean, at the very end of the of the reading that James was, you know, the introduction that James was giving us, you know, it talks about how does a semi-invalid, chronically ill, 72-year-old uh, continue to be courageous? And, and do you manage to bathe in joy? I mean, I know we're going to talk about that today. Um, but that, I just can't ever get over how upbeat you are and right this moment I know you're suffering yeah right this moment and no one would ever know it (laughs) well I want and I want to say that because I, I think it is so important to the show today that we start off with the fact that the fact that you're suffering doesn't preclude 
having joy in your life. And that we are all suffering. And that's the that's the first song that I wanted to, to have us listen to today is We're All Hurting. Or I'm not sure I've got the title exactly yeah. right. But um, when you think it's time, I want to listen to We're All Hurting because that's what we're talking about today is that we're all hurting. The world is in so much pain. And can we learn to bathe in joy in spite of all of that? Well, maybe we should start with that song because um, it, it seems like you you want to do that before we get into the – or do you really want to know whether or not I, I bathe in joy and uh, how, how do I do it? But I, I want to tell you something, Helen. I actually have an answer to why we have to do this. It came to me as I was uh, hobbling over to my computer. <laughs> I said, I know what I want to say on this show today. So I am actually prepared for the first time in history. I have three points I want to share. So I, I'm going to have something to say about that. So you, you guide us. Do you want us to start with we're all hurting, which we are, or uh, do you want me to answer? The, well, maybe I should answer the question. I think you should answer the question, too. Yeah. So what's the question? Because you have to give us, we have to have some hope. In order to face, we're all hurting. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? We have yeah. to, at least for me, it's like, I want to know that there's some hope <laughs> and that we're not just going to spend the whole hour talking about how painful it is to live in this world and how, you know, much pain each one of us is in individually. I want to know there's some hope. So Good. the question is, does Granny Rocks really feel joy in your life in spite of the fact that you are a 72-year-old semi-invalid chronically ill and in almost constant pain you can take the almost out (laughs) okay and in constant pain and completely unmedicated you know that your your system is so sensitive that you cannot take medications except one tylenol uh, or or whatever one ibuprofen once every six months (laughs) or something like that so I just wanted to throw that in in case people thought, well, she's a semi-invalid, but she's on Narcos. And so, <laughs> nor- Norcos, I mean. <laughs> Narcos is a film series about drug oh. lords. Anyway, <laughs> no, you're, you're unmedicated and still, can you bathe in joy? Yes. I mean, I can honestly say, I'm not going to say every minute. Uh, you know, I'm glad you didn't ask me if I'm bathing in joy on a continual basis because I cannot tie up, tell a lie. But yes, I, I can. I do. I have fun in my life. Uh, sometimes it's an effort. <laughs> sometimes it's a big effort. And the worst part about it is that every time I have a good time, I pay for it. So I was like, oh, God, I shouldn't really be doing this. But yes, I do. And I have to. And because without that, what, how could I keep fighting the good fight? Which is not the answer to the question of why do we have to do it, but but it, it's really true. I, you know, when I let myself get down, sometimes when I like, wake up in the morning and uh, I just feel for a moment how I actually feel physically, not to speak of what I feel emotionally, <laughs> spiritually, psychically, but just mm-hmm. physically. You know, I just lie there and I think, Ugh. Uh, you know, do I really? <laughs> another day. Another friggin' day of misery. But you see, I'm having fun with you right now. My head is splitting. My body is hurting. Uh, but I, but it's fun. It's exciting. You know, it's like we're having fun, aren't we? Yeah, I am. 
So I'm having a wonderful time. I mean, the thing I'm excited, although I've known you for a long time and I've heard heard you talk about this many times, I'm always excited to hear about it because, you know, I'm a 68 year old person in pretty much perfect health. I, I mean, I feel guilty saying that in front you of should. you always, but you should. <laughs> but you know, I I can't. I you know, it's it's genetic. I don't know what I I, I don't deserve it. But but this is what I've got, and I still wake up in the morning sometimes and think, oh, I just, I don't want to face my day, I swear, and oh, I, yeah. I know I'm not alone, I know that, you know, thousands and thousands of our listeners will feel the same way. Sure. Well, so, life is very hard, you know, as living with reality says, life is a struggle, you know, when we start with that, you know, it's we're full, it's suffering, animals suffer, you know, when I go out now and... We have these horrible heat waves uh, through man-made climate change, excuse me, human-made climate change. Uh, and uh, I think about the animals, the wildlife. You know, they don't have air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, I just can't stand it. And the people who work in the fields and, you know, there's so much suffering in the world. And see, that's another thing, by the way, that keeps me going before we get to the, uh, you know, to really get to the heart of the matter about joy and why it's subversive which is why I do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, as I think about the suffering that other people are experiencing, and I just say, get off your ass, do what you can. You know, uh, you're not alone in this. There's so much suffering in the world. Well, and in fact, the thing is, the people that we're angry at who we feel are causing our suffering are also suffering, or they wouldn't be behaving the way they behave that's something i've learned later in life and i'm so glad to know and can't be stated enough times no it cannot be overstated because we forget about it constantly that the person who's misbehaving is in pain and that's why they're doing it yeah anyway i don't want to sidetrack us but i appreciate you bringing that up so maybe we should now go to the song because then we can bathe and enjoy the rest of the hour well, do you feel you like have something else? Hmm? I don't. I just feel like there. You have more to say about how you manage. Oh well, I didn't know that you were asking me that question. Now, how do I manage to bathe in joy? I have. I I remember the suffering of others, and uh, it motivates me to get out of bed. Okay, well... And by the way, it also, when I have something interesting to do, that motivates me to get out of bed also. So, you know, it's like the worst thing that can happen is to sit there glum and get glummer. You know, there's dumb and dumber, well, there's glum and glummer. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's glummer-er. Glummer-er and glummer-est and uh, no glimmer of hoper and, you know, just... To do have nothing to focus on but my pain, that's a killer. That you is know, definitely. You know, so that's going to demoralize me. That's going to keep me in more pain. I. It's not just a question of being distracted, which is a good thing. You know, I, I've done so many things with a with a horrible migraine, uh, where I'm like in shattering pain, 
And um, I've all I've always said to myself, well, you're going to have the migraine anyway. You're going to be in pain anyway. At least do something with the time to, you know, to feel like there's something else in life other than the pain. And uh, so, so this is really what we're talking about today. Is we're talking about shifting our focus from the pain to the energy to the moving forward. That's what we want to do. That will give us joy. And uh, that will also make us feel productive and valuable. And that's going to make us happy, too. And in the process, if we can laugh and joke a lot, which is one of my specialties, is, you know, no matter what's happening, you know, I'm on the floor, I've crumbled, I've fallen again, you know, I've injured my arm, I'm in screaming pain, and I have to find something to joke about. (laughs) Yes. You know, one one of my favorite things about you is as you describe it, your needless optimism. (laughs) And, you know, I love the way that sounds, needless optimism, and why not? So I I know we're going to be talking even more about this as we go along, but I think you're right. I think now we should listen to the song. Okay, so let's all be miserable together. Now, the thing about this song is it's telling us that we are all hurting, and we have a tendency to get a little bit self-centered with our pain. I do. I have to admit it. You know, I always think that James is feeling better than I am, and therefore he should instead of me, and uh, or that Helen should do it instead of me. And sometimes it's true. Uh, so, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are times when I'm just like, I have nothing. It's not just the pain, but it's the fatigue and the weakness and, you know, the incapacities and the disabilities, you know, make it just like, oh, now, can I even lift my arm to scratch my nose or can I ask you to do it for me? So there's there's that uh, kind of thing. But I, I have to be very careful because when I'm only focusing on my own pain, I not only get lost in it, but I get very self-centered. And I'm not aware of what is happening to other people, and I'm not caring, and I'm not giving, and it doesn't make me feel good about myself. So that's bathing well, in sewage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to say, though, you're one of the le- – you, you're someone who does that less than almost anyone I know. But I do love the point that you're bringing up because I, I really can feel the energy of that – that uh, lethargy that takes us over when we're not feeling right and we feel like, oh, so-and-so has more energy. Let them do it. And I think yeah. our world is so full of that. Yes. You know, I'm poor. I'm divorced. I'm busy. I'm whatever. I'm right. on my period. I mean, right. <laughs> well, right. you know, I, I, I haven't watched my TV yet tonight. <laughs> You know, I mean, seriously, we have the most inane excuses for not making a contribution and giving what we have. And I think you're so right that when we're giving something, when we're giving something to the world, we feel so much better. And when we feel connected to others. See, when we get all self-centered with all of our pain, not to say that we shouldn't share it or be realistic about it and, right, and recognize right. But when we get also self-centered about it, we're going to antagonize everybody around us. See, I figured out something a long time ago because, as you know, Helen, and some of our listeners know, too, I've been chronically ill since I'm 15 and I'm 72. So I have a long history of being incapacitated, in pain, miserable, and just a mess. And so um, 
I'm not even getting into the emotional stuff that I also yeah. have. <laughs> well, and still having to make a living and, still and, to make and a living. find your passion. Right, right. And, and there's something I'd like to add here. If Granny can do it, if Granny can bathe in joy despite all of that going on, what excuse do I have not to bathe in joy or anybody else? I don't know. What excuse if, if, do you have, sweet baby uh, Jesus? I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't think I have any excuses. Uh, compared to you and your pain and all the you know, anguish, but you know, we find them. Nobody. Yeah, I, if you can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know. So what I was going to say is because I have so many years practice of being disabled and in pain, I learned a long time ago that if you really <laughs> want people to help you, you better not be a grump. You either have to be very rich, intimidate the hell out of everybody. Or you better connect to people so that they feel some desire to help you. Otherwise, they're only going to be doing it out of, you know, that dreadful, I must do this to look like a good person. See, so it's really a better strategy to care about others than to just to care about yourself because it kind of hits you in the face. Okay, enough of that. Let's, but so that is all the preface to we're all hurting and th- this song in our, the uh, Rumblings of Revolution album comes after a song that you guys may have heard on our last show together, which is uh, a, about they're not like me, about homeless people don't get cold and shut-in people don't get lonely and rich people don't get scared about, you know, really the reality of the suffering of others that we have a tendency to block out because we can't stand it. And so right after that song comes this one. Okay, thank you.
how mournful the different voices are on that track. Yeah, it is mournful. Uh, I was practically in tears when I was writing that music. I, I'm not surprised. You know, I want to share with people who don't know me, who don't know Granny Rocks, that you know that I've been a a counselor, a spiritual teacher, an author, you know, and all that stuff. But I'm also a musician, and uh, lately I've uh, taken it in that music is really going to be an important part of the next phase of my life, not just because I love it, but because I think it's important for the way we're going to approach people and shift consciousness. We had an experience the other night, Sweet Baby James and I, we're at this community center, and there was a lot of elderly people in the room. And when we played that song, you know, they were all looking down. And you know they were all in pain. Yeah, and, and we were all feeling that reality, whether it's emotional pain, psychic pain, pain, physical pain. Uh, you know, you could just feel it palpably, that feeling go through the room when they heard this music. And uh, it's something that everybody can identify with, I think. I- I think so, too. And I, I'm glad you mentioned the elderly audience, because I think the kind of music such as this, um, everyone is hurting, you know, is so challenging for older people to listen to, because so often in our society, they have gotten to a place in their lives where they feel either entitled to do nothing or incapable of doing anything. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping that Granny Rocks is going to inspire a whole generation of us, including myself and, you know, my age group of 68, but even people who are 88, to realize that they can still do something. Yes. And, you know, that's just kind of underscores what you were saying before the song about, you know, but, but what you're saying about how it impacted everyone in the audience. They were all looking down. It's like they were all feeling it and didn't know what to do about it. No, they did not. They did not. They're not of a generation that they're used to speaking openly about how they feel. Right. Which causes so much more pain for people. You know, Absolutely. how are people going to bathe in joy when they're walking around with bags and bags and bags of pain that they haven't processed, that they don't know what to do with, that they're secretly either blaming others or blaming themselves. Because one of the worst things that happens to us is that we are in pain and then we think it's our fault. And sometimes it is self-inflicted, but it doesn't mean it's our fault. You know, even when we inflict pain in ourselves, it's because of some habit or... Uh, you know, pattern of behavior that we've gotten into that that gets us doing it over and over and over. We need self-forgiveness, but we also need self-awareness and we need support to stop those patterns because we do have some kind of a choice there. Yeah, we need to understand and have compassion for the traumas that we've all experienced that lead to those painful behaviors, as you were saying before. Yes, and in fact, this is one of the things that frightens me about the world is like, Who's going to heal the healers? You know, how when when everyone pretty much has been traumatized to one degree or another, and they then have to go out there and try to fix the world for the other people who are traumatized. You know, you just don't know what, how your nurse is feeling, your psychologist is feeling, uh, you know, the social worker may have been abused as a child. Um, the, the the politicians that we expect to behave 
in honorable ways are all freaking out and scared. Uh, you know, where there are so many people who have been traumatized. And who's going to change and fix the world and even have a perspective which allows them to do that? Well, how do you handle that, Beth? Because, you know, as you were saying, you know, you had this experience where the audience was looking down and obviously in pain and you're so sensitive and psychic and and aware. You know, how do you manage to uh, feel? Because all of those people you mentioned, the policemen, the politicians, the, you know, and the healers are, are all feeling the pain of their constituents, no matter what the group is. Yes. And what... What can you say about that for people listening? How to handle the fact that you do pick up all this pain, and we do pick up all this pain? Well, we, we you see, we can use it to identify with people and support them and ourselves, or we can be uh, overwhelmed by it and then have to separate because we can't stand it. And that's one of the reasons that we must bathe in joy. Because if I go into that room, if I went into that community center and I was judging myself by the fact that people were looking at their hands <laughs> instead of smiling at me adoringly, you know, I could have just like gone off the deep end. But I had to keep feeling this is positive. What I'm doing is positive. And then we, we did see, as a matter of fact, at the end when we all did a sing-along of Bathe and Joy, that they were with it, that they were there. But sometimes we have to sustain ourselves either with the help of the people who we love and, you know, who can hold our hands as we walk through uh, difficult situations or that we remind ourselves of our own joy and our own strength as we go towards that pain so we don't become engulfed by it. And this is something that I am working with and on Every day, every time I open the news, uh, which I still do a lot, I see what's going on, and I could just go down the toilet. You know, I could, but I don't want to. I don't want to do that because I'm going to be useless and self-centered if I do that. So I know that, and now I'd like to get into why I think it's subversive to um, be joyful when you look around and you're seeing people whose lives are being made worse uh, by policies that are being motivated by egoic reasons and not by common sense. You know, it's not like I thought our world was in good shape six months ago. <laughs> I, I never have thought that. But I don't see that the efforts that are being made are actually going to make it better. And I'm willing to hear anything, but I don't see that, that that they're going to make it better. And I don't think that they're being motivated by a real understanding of how society operates, how the economy operates, what people's needs are, and uh, the real needs and equality of humanity underneath it all. So there it is, you know, and you watch one assault after another upon those who are the most helpless and it's very painful. But if I go into the pain, I have nothing left to give. I'll just get swamped by those negative feelings. And it's very easy to do that. And that's one of the reasons that I say we must bathe in joy. It's not about, gee, it would be nice if I could. It's no, it goes way beyond that. How are we going to chart a path for others 
whatever arena we're working in, how are we going to move forward if we're debilitated by the energy, the energy of anger and despair? I, I couldn't agree more. And I love the way you have segued from let's not get overwhelmed by our own pain into now, you know, and we must think about other people's pain. And now you've segued into, and even though we're focusing on the pain of others and how we can help, we must not get overwhelmed by their pain either. That's absolutely right. And, and it's, it's tricky. And it, well, it's tricky. It's it's only the guilt makes it tricky. <laughs> well, I'll talk about that more in a moment. But when I say it's tricky, I think it's because, and this I'm sure relates to what you're going to talk about, about the ego, is that, you know, I don't want to be self-centered and get totally enmeshed in woe is me, poor me, poor me. But then we also, there is ego, and you were talking about this a moment ago, about I don't want to look bad so I'm going to, you know, focus all my energy on others and show how much I suffer for others. Right. That can, that can also be ego. Oh, yes. How much I suffer uh, for others, how uh, much I uh, give to others and do for others and how hard it is. And blah, 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 blah. I mean, there are so many traps. Uh, but at the same time. It's ego to feel like it's bad to be happy when you see unhappiness in the world. Right. Uh, I'd like to share that I find that if I cultivate being more buoyant, then I have more to give, more to share. Uh, and, and I'll give an example. When I start the day, I like to play some music that cultivates joy in me and others, like Don't Worry, Be Happy, or I Just Want to Celebrate Another Day of Living. Because I could wake up and I can either choose to, to uh, energize the bad wolf or the good wolf, to feed the one or the other. And, but if I feed the one that uh, helps me to feel more joyous and more buoyant, then I'm able to take on the challenges with, with greater strength. Absolutely. You know, and I'd like to add something there as we're segueing from, you know, topic to topic, is that there, there is a danger of self-indulgence, but joy and self-indulgence aren't the same thing. You know, people who are saying, "Oh, well, life is tough, but you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be happy." And so then they go out and they drink a bottle of champagne, <laughs> or right, you know, or they uh, do some other, you know, they go on a shopping spree and spend all their time and money on how they look, or they go to the spa from one day, you know, it's just one day to this spa, the next day it's the other spa. You know, if you're not eating ice cream, you're having, uh, you know, bonbons. So anyway, it's like that becomes that's sort of self-indulgent. That's not about being joyful. That's about trying to compensate by consuming, consuming to compensate for our feelings of pain, consuming to compensate for our feelings of uselessness. You know, there's nothing when when you look at the upper classes throughout history, they were the ones who were the most decadent. Because they were consuming in order to ignore the realities of everybody else's suffering and in order to cover up the reality that they were useless and, you know, sponges off the rest of us. So that is not the same as being happy and being joyful. On the contrary, because being joyful, if we can manage it or at least being happy or at least making an effort to be happy, energizes us to do something it 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 increases our giving 
whereas self-indulgence is all taking in, consuming, and just drowning in it. Yeah, I'm glad you made that distinction. And I think so many people are so afraid of their own sensitivity to the pain of (laughs) others that they turn to self-indulgence to numb themselves instead of finding a way to cope with the pain by by bathing in joy, as you're saying. Yes, and finding something that you can do. Something that you can do. Right. And being willing to get the support to process the feelings when they do come up. Absolutely. So I, I just love what you're saying because I think it is so necessary in the world right now for us to face this, to realize that we do so much of our avoidant behavior is acted out because of this very thing, that it's not because we don't care. For most people, it's not because they don't care. It's yeah. because they don't think they can handle the pain of caring. That's right. It's That's like I, I, I could never work at the Humane Society. I just could not do it. I would have 8,000 dogs in my house <laughs> because I, I would have to adopt them. Right. You know. But what people have done is they've created no-kill shelters. And they've devised a creative ways of getting more dogs adopted. Those are the heroes you know, the yes. people who can see the problem and who are trying to do something about it, even if we don't always do the right thing, at least that's the intention behind it. Right. But but speaking of, you know, everybody can do something. Somebody's meant to do that. I couldn't do that. No. But I can listen to people's emotional pain all day as a counselor and people say, how do you stand it? And I say, I don't know. I was just made to handle this kind of pain. Exactly. Exactly. So everybody can do something. That's right. And I would like to bring out another point about why we should bathe in joy. You know, the, the, the first thing that we're talking about is that it gives us that positive energy to actually do something, whereas if we get lost in the pain, it doesn't mean we deny the pain and we and that we don't have our moments when we cry, you know, even for of ourselves course. or for others. Of course. But then we don't stay there. We stay there because, because if we do, then we will lose all of our energy and our power. So to bathe in joy is a way of empowering ourselves. And I know that it's a way... For me to to gain a sense of power over my own life, I have very little power over my life, and I'm sure most of you feel the same way. You know, whether I make a living or not is dependent on every client who may or may not like me that day. Right. Uh, I never know what I'm going to be able to physically do. I mean, I'm uh, I can't feed myself. I can't you know, clean my kitchen, I can't feed my dogs, I can't really do much of anything. So I feel pretty powerless over my own existence. And I even have trouble writing music, which is, by the way, I'm not going to tell you that I have fun writing music because it's physically painful for me. And sometimes it's psychically and emotionally painful, but it's mostly, and it's also always technologically painful. But (laughs) when, um, when I feel joy, I, I can flip over, and sometimes it's just like, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to do it. How can I feel happy right now? What can I do? Like, I can be happy that I am one of the people who has air conditioning. You know, it may be sweltering. We may have global warming, but I'm grateful that I have air conditioning. I get into some kind of gratitude about something, and then I get focused on something I want to do. And when I want to do that, I think about what I want to do. And I feel happy about that. Then I feel like I have some real power over my life. When I feel down, I don't feel like I have any power over my life. I just feel like 
at the affect of all of these forces that are impinging on me. And, you know, there are so many people, young children who are living with abusive family members who are out of control of their own pain and they can't they they don't feel like they have any choice that they they have no way to get out of it sometimes they do have a way they could bring it to someone's attention and sometimes there's nothing that they can do and you know it's so hard not to feel so powerless and defeated and i feel that too i i think that the forces of resistance are very strong well speaking of the forces of resistance and you mentioned this a couple of minutes ago about the ego um, I would love to hear Mr. Sachs, the ego, gets on board now because that's what we're challenging the world to do is to have the ego get on board so that we're not in all of that internal conflict, that we're able to listen to these words of wisdom and actually use them, but only if the ego gets on board. That's right. And so when you hear the uh, the saxophone it's the alto sax is the ego. By the way, all of these sounds come out of a computer. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. <laughs> I could no longer more play uh, an, an actual instrument uh, than I could lift this house. Right. But I can play the computer. So when you listen to the song, you'll see that there's, you know, those of us who want to be happy. You know, that, that's <laughs> and then there's the ego that's always fetching and moaning and wants to be in charge and wants all the attention. And there's this battle that goes on in the whole song. And then you listen and you tell me who you think wins. Great. Thank you.
No, I heard that completely differently this time than prior times. I, I don't know if it has to do with our conversation, really? but yeah, I, I felt the mournfulness again of the ego, even when it was yeah. objecting, I heard this, the pain of it, and yeah. I, I could almost energetically feel a hand reaching out from those who are happy and offering their love and support to the ego to join them. I could really feel that, and I don't know why that came to my mind, but it was... That's so great, Helen. That's very, exactly very what we're lovely. trying to do. You know, uh, something about being happy and bathing in joy is we are running our own race. When we are constantly reacting to this and that and the other thing, what this one is saying, what that one is doing, we are lost because our idea of defiance is somehow objecting to everything they say and do and wasting all of our energy, like trying to trip them up rather than running our own race. And that's what these instruments did in this song. They just kept going. I mean, sometimes it got a little testy between them and they and the ego, but mm-hmm. they were like strong and they kept going. In the end, the, the we won and the ego lost. It could not dominate us if we kept going. And we kept going and we kept going and we kept going and we stick together because we can't do this by ourselves. And to me, and this is the, the, this is the why I really feel that we have to bathe in joy no matter what, no matter what we're seeing, no matter what's happening, because that is an act of defiance against oppression itself. It says, I will not let you determine my life. And uh, the way I would put it more actually would be we are not going to let you determine our lives. We are going to connect to each other, feel joy, and take the power to define our lives internally no matter what is happening. And how is that subversive, Granny? That is subversive because we're not letting, we're not giving power to those who abuse us. And who are abusing themselves in the process. We're taking the power away from them by running our own race. Think about it as a race. Think about, you know, this one is running and that one is running and everybody's running. And this one is tripping the other one and trying to get the other one to fall or whatever it is. And you're just going along in the zone, doing your thing. And if you do that, you will do your best race Regardless of who wins, you're not letting yourself get distracted by competing with other people or fighting with other people. You're in your own zone. This is what I'm calling for, for all inner revolutionaries. And I am hoping that as we do our next year at the innerrevolution.org and we have our monthly calls to consciousness that people, to conversation, I mean, that people are invited to, that we're going to be having a lot of Granny Rocks experiences. We're going to be using music in order to strengthen ourselves and strengthen ourselves and strengthen ourselves and strengthen our fight for the good. So we are not distracted and dominated by that which is not supportive to the human spirit, to the planet, to wildlife, to the earth, and to the whole universe. Amen, Granny. Amen. Are we going to hear the song Bathe in Joy today? We are going to hear it, and I think we should hear it pretty soon so that we have some time to talk about that. And what would you like to... Uh, help us with understanding before we listen to it, Granny. Well, what, what I want to tell you is this song, unlike the others, came to me, oh, in the maybe 1990. 
uh, or even before. And uh, it just like I heard the words, I wrote them down, and I heard the melody. But I it was I didn't know what to do with the song. I was too crippled to play it on the keyboard, and I didn't have the computer skills. And for some reason. It came to me that this had to be in this album's rumbling of revolution, and uh, I had the support of James. To he was doing the, um, you know, some harmony. And I want to tell you that when I was finishing up the song, we were we had done the harmonies together, and there was just a little bit to go, and it was the last song I needed to finish to f- complete the album. I fell off my chair, which some of you have heard that I did. And I severely damaged my right arm and my right leg, and I still haven't recovered in me. I don't know if I ever will. Uh, so I'm struggling to play music, but I'm going to do it. And, it, you know, like somehow or other, I managed <laughs> to, to lift, you know, it took a while, maybe a week or two before I could even lift my arm and stick it on a pillow so that I could finish editing the song. I was editing with my left hand. I was getting my website together with my left hand I was doing this with my left hand but I and I was not feeling joy I was in extreme pain but I was goddamn not going to let the forces of reaction and depression the negative voices stop me and maybe I didn't feel great while I was doing it maybe I was in excruciating pain in every way but The fact that I was standing up and doing something positive gave me joy. That gave me the joy. Not the Google Gaga feeling of like, oh, I'm having such a good time. Right. What a great story that that's how this song got finished is in a state of excruciating agony. It's just so fitting, isn't it? And yet there, there still is bathing in joy. So let's hear the song now, Matt, if you would play it for us and we'll talk after. Take your fighting elsewhere. I've got a song to sing. Take your fighting elsewhere. I've got a song to sing. Take your fighting elsewhere. I've got a song to sing. I've got a song. I've got a song to sing. God and the devil, it's time for peace. God and the devil, it's time for peace. God and the devil, it's time for peace. It's time, it's time for peace. Let's look into the mirror, let us see ourselves. Let's look into the mirror, let us see ourselves. Let's look into the mirror, let us see ourselves. Let us see, let us see ourselves. Good and bad together, let us love ourselves. Good and bad together, let us love ourselves. Good and bad together, let us love ourselves. Let us love, let us love ourselves. We're going to the river, we're gonna bathe. 
Love that song. Love <laughs> and that, that was song. Sweet Baby James uh, and accompanying you there. Harmony, in yes. Harmony. That was lovely. So we've got about two minutes for you to to make comments about that. Then we need to talk about what we're doing next week and close. Believe it or not, I can't believe the hour's over. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, there's a bunch of other uh, vocals. This this album, Rumblings of Revolution, you can download it free from my website, www.grannyrockson.com. You can listen to the music. You can download it. Uh, if you create a, a Granny Rocks experience, which I can do via the internet, wherever you are, I can come to you via the internet. We use I use pre-recorded music because I'm too crippled to play live, but I do a running commentary on whatever topic we're supposed to take on. At, I mean, I'm doing one at Our Revolution uh, on Saturday on the economy, and then I'm doing one on you know new beginnings. I just did something on new beginnings uh, for older people. So whatever the topic, I've got other music too, other Granny Rocks experiences. Let's come together around something positive. I don't know where this is going. I don't know. I just feel inspired to go on, and I know more music is going to come to me. And I just I have faith, and I want you guys to get in touch with Helen at theinnerrevolution.org and she can tell you all about what theinnerrevolution.org is doing this year with Granny Rocks Music and do please come to my website grannyrockson.com and to our Facebook page like Facebook forward slash Granny Rocks On Thank you. I, I'm so excited about the events coming up. We have so many different Granny Rocks experiences, like you said. One of them is going to be on September 9th from 10 to, to noon, and that one is open to the public. I, I mean, they're almost all of them are open to the public, but I would love to have people come to that one in San Diego, and please do contact me. So, James, would you please tell us about what we're doing next week by, by the way, we could they can also come via the internet to that one in September. Almost all of them can yes. they come via the internet. Yes, yes, that's one of the wonderful things about technology, even though we hate it sometimes, is yes. that it allows people from all over the world to come. Yes. Take it away, James. Okay, here we go. Next week, meet Sky Blue, the executive director for the Fellowship for Intentional Community, as he shares his lifelong love and experiences of cooperative housing. Join Sky and hosts Helen Hillix and Todd Benton as they explore what it takes to live cooperatively and why it is becoming so popular all over the world. What is cooperative housing? Are there different kinds of intentional communities? Find out whether this is a trend just for baby boomers or whether younger people are drawn to living cooperatively and why. What are the advantages and major challenges of living in a cooperative situation? How do they resolve the inevitable conflicts? What makes one cooperative successful and another not? 
How does cooperative living relate to being an interrevolutionary and living according, according to oneness, accountability, and mutual support? Is this something that you might consider? Join our conversation and see if you get excited about this expanding option. Join us. And now for a final word. Well, thank you so much, Beth. It's been another amazing hour. We love having you on the show because we love you and we love what you're doing and we are with you and behind Granny Rocks. And thank you, sweet baby James. I love your support (laughs) as a co-host and any parting words, Beth, in 30 seconds. Well, it's just so great. I I went to a conference of intentional community people in like 1992. Wow. And it's so fun that you're having this guy on the show. I think it's wonderful. Thank you so much for all that you and Todd and Chris are doing with this radio show. Well, thank you. And spread you. the word, everybody. Absolutely. Spread the word. Send the podcasts around. We love the audience, and we love you, too. And thank you so much for this wonderful hour. I feel like I'm bathing in joy, and I'm going to take it forward. Thank good, you. Good, and I'll see you next month. Yes, you will. Thank you so much. Yay. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Inner Revolutionary Radio. The next episode will broadcast live next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be inspired. Join us.